So good, so good, eh? Wonderful. Thank you, band team. That was awesome. Awesome. You guys are amazing. You chose to come to church. Welcome. I'm so happy to see you. Sorry. I wasn't expecting to see you for another year, so that's good news. I am preaching good news today. Outward focus. So good to see you. You guys chose to come on Labor Weekend. Don't worry about the beach. This is the best place to be in. Boy, we're going surfing with Jesus today. Cool. I'm just going to open up in prayer and thank the Lord for his goodness. eh? Father, I just want to thank you that you are for us so who can be against us. Thank you, Lord, that you have anointed me to preach the good news to people. And I've anointed all of us to preach good news to everyone in our community. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God, that we get to partner with you, oneness, and that you will share what you want to say to the people this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, church. So we have had some awesome messages, haven't we, on Outward Focus. And Outward Focus, my thoughts today. The title is, God's Promises Are Mine and My Children's Forever. That's my title. Okay, I'm going to do some reading, and it should come up on the screen. Numbers chapter 13, verse 1. Here we are, outward focus. Okay, the Lord said to Moses, send some men to explore the land of Canaan, This is what the Lord is saying, which I am giving to you, or the Israelites. Verse 26 to 33, it says, So the spies, the men, came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them, that's the whole of the assembly, or the whole of the church, or the whole of the tribes, And they showed them the fruit of the land. Notice, they showed them the fruit. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. That's giants, by the way. The Amalekites live in the Negev, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Verse 30, then Caleb, thank the Lord for Caleb, eh? Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. Love that. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack these people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, The land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim, and the Nephilim are the giants. 
We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. And it's not up here, but it says in the very next chapter, that night all the people of the community raised their voices and they had a party. No, it said they wept aloud. All right. Now I want to turn to Deuteronomy 1 verse 26, just so you get the picture of what is happening with these people. And this is Moses who retells the same story about what they said, these people. This is Moses speaking. But you were unwilling to go up. You rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. You grumbled in your tents and said, The Lord hates us. So he brought us out of Egypt to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us. Where can we go? Our brothers have made our hearts melt in fear. They say the people are stronger and taller than we are. The cities are large with walls up to the sky. We even saw the Anakites there. That's the giants again. But Moses, this is what he says, do not be terrified or don't be worried. Do not be afraid of them. I'm going to stop there before I read other verses. Outward focus. Where's your focus? Do you know that there's always bad news around? If that is where you're going to pack up and dwell, that is what you'll see. If you want to look for the negative, you will always find it. And these men, it says, they saw the giants. They saw the walled cities. They saw how big they were. If you have wrong eyes and your vision is always about what is wrong with the land that we live in, you'll always find it. You know, people might say, oh, Kiri Kiri, we can never take Kiri Kiri. Look at all the big problems there are. Look at the amount of drugs there is in our community. How are we ever, as a church, going to make a difference? And this was such a bad story in a way. Broken people, too many drugs, too much stuff. And you know that when we start to listen to bad gossip, gossip, when the rumor starts going, the bad news starts growing. Because it starts off, I read there, that the walls were big. Then Moses is recounting what they then said, because then it went through the camp further. And it was like, oh, the men have just come back from spying out this land that God has given to us, and these walls, they're big. Then the next person takes up the story, and it is bad. Then it goes and it grows, and they say, wow, this is bigger than we ever, this is as bad and worse than we ever thought. These cities and these walls are now up to the sky. Negative gossip always makes things out bigger than it actually is. Where is your focus this morning? They said, we even saw the giants there. They saw everything that was wrong about the land, but not the fruit. They forgot about the fruit. Do you know as a church, we can start seeing fruit happening here. We see people's lives getting changed. We see people getting saved. We see broken lives being healed and mended. And then the devil thinks, I've got to stop this. I'm going to start some bad gossip. 
and you come in and you think, oh, no, nah, it can't ever be done. We're never going to win Kerry Kerry. Have you seen all the problems out there? There's enough in here, but have you seen the ones out there? They're even bigger. They're right up to the sky. And you think, no, it can't be done. But we need Caleb's. We need Caleb's. I want to tell you that there was a young laddie in the Bible called David. And he came one day to see, visit his brothers. And there was a Goliath right there. Now, Goliath is descended from the Nephilims, like it says here. Now, if I remember rightly, God said, you can take them. Yeah, we can take them. We can win Kerry Kerry for Jesus. And David comes to visit his brothers, and this Goliath comes out. And it says, when you read it in 1 Samuel there, that Goliath came every morning and every evening. Forty days he did that. Every morning and every evening, he was there to intimidate the people of God. Every morning, they had bad news. Every evening, they went to bed, they had bad news. So all the time, there was bad news for them. And David comes along, and it's like, he says, who's this? Who's this guy? And the army are like, but focus. There's the giant. There's the giant. Focus on him. This is where all our problems are from. And David turns around and says, can I tell you the time that I just beat up a bear? Because that's what he told Saul. He had a fight with a bear. Bear grills. Man, he's not got to look in because David beat a bear up because that bear was going to attack his sheep. And David was such a good shepherd, he wasn't having it. And these army of Israel, but this giant, it's such a big problem. This giant is intimidating us. And David turns around and he says, last week I killed a lion. Last week this lion tried to take out my sheep. I wasn't having a bar of that. I just dealt to it. No worries. Sounds like a good Kiwi warrior, doesn't it? And they're like, but the focus is on the giant. And David says, ah, oh, my focus is on God. I don't see a giant. I just don't see a giant at all. And David took out that giant. So these people, they saw the 10 spies. There was 12 went out. Two came with a good report, but 10 came with a negative report. They just picked up the bad that was in the land. And I can tell you that even watching the news or reading the newspaper, you don't ever read the newspaper and think, wow, I am so pumped today. I've read the news. Wow, I am so energized because I have watched the TV news. I just feel great. What is the difference? I'm going to tell you what the difference is. I'm going to read, and it's going to come up now. Where's me? Next Bible verse. Joshua. Here's the story of good old Caleb. This is what we need. This is Caleb telling his story. He said, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. He was 40 years old. 40 is a 
number that comes up a lot in the Bible, 40 times, 40 days, the giant tried to intimidate his, the people of God. But here's Caleb, 40 years old, and he said, and I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Got to get good news in your heart, church. Good news of Jesus. Not what you see, but get it in your heart. Nevertheless, my brothers who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. So Moses swore on that day, saying, or oh, that's promised, Surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever. God's promises are good news, church. They are yours and your children's forever. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Don't let anyone give you bad news. They are yours and your children's forever because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. Who's kept you alive today? Doctor down the road or is it the greatest physician of all? God keeps us alive just as he kept Caleb alive. And he said, 45 years on now, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now here I am this day, 85 years old, I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, over 40 years ago, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and for coming in. Do you know that when you get the promises of God in your heart, it will energize you, it will revitalize you, you will be so pumped that you just won't grow old. I can tell you that. God says we can take this Kiri Kiri community, we can win this community for Jesus. I believe it. Because I've got children and that's their blessing as well. And I'm not going to do no other way. It is ours, God's promise. And so every year, Caleb would say, wow, my promise is nearer than it was last year. 20 years on, Caleb would say, wow, this, this is my inheritance and, and my children's forever. 30 years on, they were, he had to wander and wait because the others couldn't catch, were just in unbelief. They couldn't keep up. And he's like, 30 years on, this is my inheritance and my children's forever. It's nearer than it's ever been before. And you know, we get people say, oh, revival. They talk about revival all the time. It's never going to happen. I've been around for 40 years. I've never seen it happen yet. Well, I'm going to tell you that it is nearer than it's ever been before. Who said there can't be revival? Do you know what the word revive means? It means to live again. And I can tell you, we are living at Excite Church this morning. We don't do dead. We don't do boring. Now we have life because Jesus fills us with life. Isn't that good? Where is your focus this morning? So Caleb gets his inheritance. God promised that where your feet have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children's forever. What do you see this morning? 
Do you get those promises of God in your heart or is it keeping you from what God has for you? Do you allow, do you allow what you see to hinder you from entering into everything that God has for you? But three weeks ago, I had the blessing of being in Fiji. And while I was there, I took Evangeline and she said, oh, mum, I really want to do some water sports. So I said, yeah, go for it. Let's go and see how much it is. So we go along to the little place where you can do all these different water sports. And the guy said, it's $30 for a couple of hours. But he said, it's $85 for the whole time that you are here. So for one go, it was $30. But for $85, she could, for the rest of my stay at this place, for the five days I was there, she could enjoy for eight to five dollars all the water sports she wanted. All the water sports. And I'm Scottish, I like good deals. So I went, I'm gonna go for the eight to five dollars, thanks. So I signed Evangeline up and the guy gets out the paddleboard, I think she was going she chose to do then, and off she goes. And I go back to my sunlinder. Yes. <laughs> I have got a good decision there. So I was just relaxing in the sun, closing my eyes, enjoying it. Five minutes later, Mom, Mom, Evangeline was right there before my eyes. And I'm going, what are you doing here? And she looked sheepish. She went, I was scared. I saw a huge orca whale. And I'm like, Really? You saw an orca whale. She went, yes, I saw an orca whale. Are you sure it wasn't a rock, a, a really big rock under the water, Evangeline? No, I saw a big orca whale. It was huge, ma'am. And I said, did anybody else see it? Well, not sure, but it was really big, ma'am. And I could not persuade her otherwise to get my value of money. She was not going out ever again. So I was like, ugh. And you know, that can be you this morning. You can miss out on what God has for you because you think you see the problem rather than focusing on Jesus, who is everything. And you know, Paul and I had a vision Paul turned, I remember when Paul turned 40, another 40, he's getting worried, it's all right, it's all good, I won't tell you how, how old he is now, but he turned 40 and he just, we were at another church at the time and I remember Paul saying, I'm 40 years old Lord, I really want the next 40 to count. I have a, a vision and a passion to reach out to this community and to make a difference. And God said, go for it. Take the land, plant a church. So that is why we are here today and we had others that were with us. God can do amazing things. And I want to tell you, he's given us a vision. And I'm going to hopefully the vision will come up on the screen, the statement impacting generations. You, the promises are to you and to your children forever. God doesn't think of just one. He has children in mind for blessing as well. So this is 
the good news, to reach and impact our community and the world with the gospel. Do you know the gospel is good news? Good news about Jesus? That is what our community need, Jesus, seeing lives transformed and people empowered to serve and lead in all areas of life. If you're looking for bad, you'll always find it. Some churches just love to look for the bad in people. When a fisherman goes out fishing, does he think about cleaning the fish first before he catches it? But some churches expect you to be clean before you walk through the door. I can tell you that God's grace is so amazing. He says, come as you are. I tell you what, he said, be fishers of men, not fishers of sin. That's bad news, that, isn't it? But I tell you, the good news is that God's amazing grace says, come as you are. Because when you come, you can't help but get clean in God's presence. He'll clean us up. He'll clean us up. And it takes a collective people, a church, his church, to win a community. God didn't have one in mind. Do you know why? Because Adam came along. God made Adam. He created Adam. Adam got a bit lonely by himself, and God said he needs a helper. So he created Eve. And it says that... um, And so God made Eve because we are designed to multiply and work together. God had it in mind for Adam and Eve to multiply and work together. That is church because he designed family. He has children and children's children in mind for blessing. And he didn't just say, I will make man. When he thought of creating Adam... God didn't say, I will make man. He said, let us make man. That was the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All were in oneness of the same mind to say, let's do this together. And you know what? Collectively, as a church, we have one mind. Because when God brought Eve to Adam, he said this. And the two shall become one. Isn't that beautiful? One vision to impact generations, to win a community for the honor and glory of our Lord Jesus. That is the good news of what our community need. And then I have another verse, few verses that I would love to share. Have I got them here? No, I don't know if I have, actually. Are they up? Oh, no, that one. Yes, Psalm, we'll just share this. Psalm 115, verse 16 says, The highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to man. That's us. What a promise. That's our inheritance. What are you doing with it? And, um, yeah, In uh, Jeremiah, it tells us there in Jeremiah 29 and 5, and I don't know if I put it up, but it says this. His people had been taken captive by an enemy king into another land. It was a foreign land. And um, verse 5 and 7, you would think that if they were taken into a different land, that was bad news. They were in an area that they didn't know, and it looked like doom and gloom. 
And you'd think God would say, oh, just stay there. Don't do anything. Hibernate. But God said this, verse 5 to 7, it says, pray for it. Pray for the city that you are in. Yes, it was an evil city and it had an evil king, but God sent them there. And God says, pray for Kirikiri. Pray for our town. Because in so doing, it says here in Jeremiah, you will prosper. Because if it prospers, the city, you will prosper. Pray for our community that we are in. Our community needs our prayers. Wonderful. And we live in a land flowing with milk and honey. Talk to beekeepers, eh? We've got a good season coming up. We live in a land that is a good land. And that's what God said to Moses. It's a good land that I'm sending you in. A land flowing with milk and honey. Can it be done? Through Jesus, it can be. You know, we are told to be the salt of the earth. But salt cannot flavor what it does not touch. And I tell you, our community need touched. So are you being salty out there in the world, in the community where you placed in your job, or are you pouring out some hot chili paper on people? Wow. <laughs> people need salt. They need the touch. They need the flavor of Jesus in their lives. And as a church, we do that. We've gone out to the community. We do our Easter hunts. We used to do it in here. And we outgrew our Easter hunts. We've now gone out to the community because we believe in changing lives. So people get to know the love of Jesus where it's all free. And I remember one day when we had hundreds, we must have had about 900 kids and families, 900 people in here. One day we were meeting people as they're coming in and there's bouncy castles in here and everything. And there was this guy standing outside and he was muttering away under his breath. And I was looking at him, and I had a friend, I think it was Kerry with me, and we're looking at him and thinking, what's he doing? And so we just went up to him. And we said, hi, how are you? And he went, I don't know if you want me in here. I went, why don't we want you in here? And he went, I'm a wizard. And I went, well, we're, we're children of the Most High King. Light is more powerful than darkness. We've got some good news. Come in. Have some fun. And he came in and he probably enjoyed himself. I don't know. But why should we be afraid? Fear is what keeps you from having outward focus. And when Adam sinned, he went running away from God's plan and purposes in his life. And God, not that he needed to know, but he was just saying, hey, Adam, where are you? Why are you hiding, Adam? Why are you hiding? Why do you hide when you have bad news? Why do you hide when you have bad news? <gasps> I don't know if I can cope. And I, Adam said this, because I was afraid. Because he was afraid. Why was he afraid? Because of fear of condemnation. We have a great Savior, Jesus Lord, over every problem and obstacle in your life, you do not need to be afraid. I want to tell you about the good news of Jesus this morning. And I want to say to you, sometimes people say, why do you even bother doing some of the outreaches that we do as a church? Why do we even bother doing things like the fireworks that was advertised there? 
because we believe in changing lives. And I'm going to invite Nelly up because she's going to share about changed life and lives, actually. <laughs> Thank you. my mum and dad, that's over there, give them a bit of a wave and my name and my friend. Um, so, um, Kia ora tātou te whanau, ko te 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 hapu my name's Nalis. Um, my mountain's Putangi. My river is Ahimati. My waka is Tainui. And my um, tribe is Hinirangi Tafaki. Um, so this is, my, this is my testimony. I was, um, I come just like Ruth said. Um, don't be ashamed about anything. So I came with having the, when they did fireworks six years ago. Um, I was filthy, my language was filthy. I was uh, an alcoholic, like I drank one of my pregnancies from the start to the, um, to the end. And that was the highest, nobody knows this. That's okay, <laughs> I'm just, I'm so sick. And, um, and I, had, I had enough of, living the way I lived. And Martin was in and out. He went to jail, he come out. He was always on curfew. He was always on home detention. And I had enough of life. One day, one night, my mum said to me, oh, I prayed first, I was up in my room and we lived at Marainui Drive 13A. Yeah. And she said, I said to her, oh no, I said to God first, I said, cause I had spent all my money, had no money. And I said, Lord, if you're so real, show me some guy folks. And my mum can honestly say this. I went downstairs and she said, oh, Uncle Ruben's church is having this, um, having, the church is doing this Guy Fawkes thing. And my first thing was, I'm not going there. Who wants to go, who wants to even go around those people? These, these churchy people. And then um, she said, come, I'll come with you. And then I said, okay, mum, let's go. And I took my um, three babies. Zarias was like nine, nine months then. And um, we went to the Guy Fawkes, and as soon as I got there, everybody was smiling. Yeah. They were smiling, and they were like, um, just loving. And I thought to myself, look at these weirdos. They're smiling at me. And because I was full of hate, um, for, I was full of hurt because of so much done to me. Yeah. And I didn't, want, I didn't want that relationship with anyone, because I just backed myself off. And Charlotte, and one of my good friends over there, Tia, she'll, she'll, she can say exactly how I was. And then um, when I had finished, I, I felt in my heart, I said, I remember saying, if you're so real, God, I'm going to go to church. The next day I said to my mom, can you come with me, please? And she, me and her, we packed up our kids and I asked Martin if he wanted to come and he said, no, nah, I don't want to go there. And we went, we came to church and it was over where the crèche is, where all the kids are now. And um, ever since then, my life has so changed. We, before it was just full of darkness all the time. Like, I've heard so many stories here, nothing compared to what I've done. Like, been through, had, and ever since God stepped into my life, it's like lifted everything. I'm free, um, 
Life is so much better. I was sick the last two days. I was so ill. I was in bed and I couldn't get out. And um, I was praising. I was like, no, God's going to, he's going to heal me. Thank you, Jesus, for my healing. Thank you, Jesus. And then um, Carol sent me this little YouTube clip of um, Joseph Prince. And it said in um, Luke 17, 5 and 6, like, we're as small as a mustard seed. Grab onto whatever it is and cast it into the sea. So I grabbed from, from the tip of my toes, I grabbed on. I was like, whatever sickness is, is I'm ripping you out of my body and I'm throwing you into the sea. I cast you. And then as soon as I done that, and I kept doing it because I said, keep saying it. You don't say it once. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh my gosh, I still had a flu. That's nothing. I'm like up now. But um, I was walking around and I was in the sun and I was just like, yes, yes. Even though I still had that flu, I was like, yes, yes, I'm healed. I'm healed. But that's, that's, my, um, that's my testimony. Pretty, yeah. It's good. Awesome. So no matter, no, matter, um, no matter how much you have and how much you carry, God will take control. He just, you need to step in, like just step. You don't have to do a big leap, just step, because it's a, it's a journey. You're not going to change overnight like that. And we've been here for six years, and it's a journey, but a wonderful journey. Awesome. Awesome, Nelly. Thank you, Lord. So you know what? Outward focus, that is why we are here, to see change lives, change lives. That is why we exist. Isn't it good? God is good news. And I just want to leave you with this verse. And this is for you too, Nelly. Because it says, get God's promises in your heart. You had some bad news? Well, I've got good news for you. God is far bigger than any bad news that you can face. And this is Proverbs 4, verse 20. It says, my son, pay attention to what I say. Listen to God. Pay attention to what He's going to tell you. So my to my words, do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. Get God's promises in your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to a person's body. They are health. Do you know what that word health means when it's translated out? Medicine. If you need good medicine, get God's promises in your heart. Thank you, Jesus.